and welcome in to 2D1C episode 169, Running from the Devil. Jason, how the heck are you? I do enjoy the cardigan, and I yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. My wife pits it out for me. Yeah, I am in the basement, and so are you. So that's part of it, right? It's fucking cold. It's like 64 degrees down here, man. Um, <laughs> it's not bad upstairs. Uh, but, but yeah, down here, it's freezing. Uh, anyway, drink. It's, it's, is that a secret? I could light up the fireplace, man, but it seems... I don't know. So I'll, I'll be too toasty then. Yeah, uh, you know. Anyway, you you dr you drinking anything decent this evening? Oh God, help us! I'm trying not to now, man. <laughs> Oh God! Oh boy! It, it it for all I know, it's not wrong. I mean, that is the banquet beer. It is kind of that color. But uh, for truckers, used to call yellow jackets these little um, upper pills that you could get at truck stops. Uh, but um. But I'm assuming that, that your reference is completely accurate. Look look at that beautiful, beautiful beer there that you got. It looks good when you pour it in, in a in a glass. Look at you. Look at you. So you're celebrating the mountains in Yellowstone. I'm Yeah, regular course banquet, man. Every time uh, Caleb, my brother-in-law, has one, I'm like, where the hell did you find those? Because I can remember being out in Colorado, you could find it everywhere. But I feel like back here in the in the Midwest, it's a little harder to find. Yeah. Huh. Awkward. Just slightly different shape. Hey, well, there you go. Can't complain about that. Can't complain about that. Yeah. Yeah. What well, and I I don't know what what happened to me, but at at some point I I struggle with the Coors Light and uh, a couple other light beers because I would just get really bad hangovers. Well, maybe that's it. I would just get really bad hangovers from it. But if I did a full flavored one, it didn't seem like I got the same. And I I don't understand the science behind that at all. Besides that, I'm getting old. Is that it? I'm just doing more because it's... Okay, that could be... That would make sense. <laughs> That's probably it. Overdoing it. Well, 
There you go. You, you really do. Well, Jason, when you're shotgunning and playing beer pong, I mean, it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> take me back, buddy, to those days. <laughs> Just a few. Well, probably, and it was probably about to be like 3 o'clock in Indiana, so on like a Saturday night, which means it's Sunday, and they're about to stop selling liquor and beer. So so we were probably like, we need enough for like tonight and some all. Like, thank you, Super Walmart. Thank you. Yeah. Times are a-changing. <laughs> but I've actually got beer, dude, so... uh. I've got a Sierra Nevada Powder Day IPA, and I, w I was nervous about it, but it's in kind of this white can. It's not doing well with my green screen, but um, it's a it's a double dry hopped but called Powder Day, but it's 7.7%, but it's kind of like a white white IPA. It's kind of got that, that finish of, of almost, a, um, I don't know, like a Belgian white, like a little bit of yeast, but it's got that hoppy aftertaste but like there's this smooth thing happening there in the middle um that i like and i haven't gotten deep into these yet i think i picked up a six pack uh, last weekend and i had uh had one let let the wife have a sip um and she was like oh yeah that's not too bad um as i was looking for something more like um what's that accumulation that new belgian used to do um god i feel like that's just a white ale but Anyway, I was looking for something kind of like that, and I, I saw this, was like, ah, screw it, I'll, I'll pick it up, I'll do it on the podcast, and then uh, I actually kind of like it. Um, but I imagine if I do two of them, I'll probably be a little uh, sloppy, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but anyway, mm. cheers, man. <sighs> um, episode 169, so proud of us to make to that monumentous... Uh, um, episode number, and of course, Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, and I don't know. It's it's, it's a good number to be on, and I mean, we're we're still going strong, right, man? Like, uh, I I feel good about where we are. Um, now, I've I've asked you to do something kind of weird today, so because I'm working on a project with my students at school, and we just randomly ended up kind of talking about some events in your family history um, two weekends ago. And I, I asked Jason if he'd be willing, willing to share some of that on, on the cast. Uh, but the assignment that my students are working on is, is they're reading the, the graphic novel Mouse. Have you ever checked that one out, Jason? <laughs> of course it did. Yeah. 
pretty much man right and like you said it's been banned pretty much everywhere and it's banned because you know it's about the holocaust and it's horrendous stuff and then like there's nudity mind you they're all anthropomorphized mice and cats and dogs and so the nudity is like little squiggles of of penises as guys are running from like run one bunker to like a shower stall and and back again so uh like there's nothing there's nothing really there to freak out about besides the fact that the holocaust is a horrific thing that happened right um Anyway, I, I mentioned all this because I, I asked my students then to kind of do a, a post-memory project. And so po- post-memory is any time that like a, a previous generation, typically a generation um, from before you and so far before you that like they have stuff to recount to you that's significant from before you were born or anything that you couldn't possibly have experienced. So in Mouse, uh, the the artist, Art, Art Spiegelman, is talking to his father, Vledek, about what happened during the war. Well, he wasn't born yet. Uh, he wasn't born until Vledek escaped Nazi Germany and made it all the way to, to New York, to Rego Park, and then he's born. So Art's kind of hearing the story from before he existed. Like, what what happened to you and Mom uh, that, that led you to America? Um, and without all that stuff, I wouldn't be here kind of sort of thing um and so i'm asking my students to kind of do the same but they i mean they're probably not going to have any like world war ii stories uh but i'm hoping that they'll come up with something like you know my my mom said this is what it was like when she went to high school or our grandma said that this is what it was like you know growing up in in the 50s or something um but you mentioned a, a, a bunch of cool kind of world war ii era stories related to your family um since you're you're really what i mean would you say first second generation american third okay um so anyway like uh i basically bullied and, and begged jason into just sharing some of those with us uh tonight and, and again man as much as you want yeah you know no more than than you feel comfortable but um i i think people would love to hear it so Shockingly.
Yeah. No kidding. Jesus. <laughs> oh, fun. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
And don't you love that? Because we love to think about the major advancements that have happened just in like our lifetime. But what about the major advancements that he saw, right? That, you know, before there was a phone to like, they're, suddenly they're ubiquitous and they're everywhere and to suddenly they're in your pocket. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you aren't wrong. I mean, you aren't. All we all we're doing is making things smaller. <laughs> crazy to think right <laughs> but that's what you did Wow, that's crazy. <laughs>
<laughs> That's clever. That's clever. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, why wouldn't you? Jesus, I can't fucking imagine. Like, um, <laughs> like that can't be a fun ride. Um, Jesus. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. What? Serious? <laughs> uh, 
you gotta love it whenever there's some great family story like that, man, that sticks with you, that haunts you, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. No kidding. Makes sense. He was uh, hello good with, uh, what is it, uh, fruit-bearing uh, trees, wasn't he? Like, yeah. That's how that goes. lucky man dude just because of some stupid paperwork that doesn't work out wow Yeah.
<laughs> I can't believe it that there was protection rackets uh, during the Vietnam War. It's just crazy to me, Jason. Uh, but <laughs> it's a hell of a story. What, what did he do going forward? Did he... Uh... Jesus, oh boy. Oh my God. Yeah. Ugh. It's definitely crazy. definitely crazy man and uh again I, I i can't imagine half of it right um because we just haven't had that we haven't had that stuff yeah i think that makes sense right obviously we want a better life for for future generations than than what you know we had uh but but even with us i mean I, I feel like our generation hardly had a war and if we did it i mean nothing like world war Two or vietnam right um and hey yeah yeah right Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. What the hell? <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shockingly. No, I think I think you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
like step step brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. I've got some of those. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> well, it's hard not to love that. I mean, come on. I was gonna say, I was 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 that a nod to Afghanistan? Was that a nod to like, hey, Afghani people, if we give you weapons, will you fight the commies for us? And they were like, hell yeah, we will. Yeah, and we'll promise to rebuild everything after the war. <laughs> yeah gonna be fine they aren't gonna hold a grudge at all like they'll just be like that's life sometimes you get screwed over <laughs> oh boy yeah no you're right we should have all been watching rambo 3 it would have made it a lot easier for us right uh to predict that obvious future um jesus um but, but well this <laughs> It's pretty interesting, man. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, like my grandpa, one of my grandpas was in Korea. Uh, that mean, uh... Yeah. Yeah, what we meant, what we meant to say there was, <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, you're you're not wrong. And I don't know too much about it, but Caleb, my my brother-in-law, does, and because uh, he's done a bunch of research on it, because you know he's into war history and such. But that's what it kind of felt like listening to you talk. And one of the things that I thought was interesting that you said was that, um, what was it? Your grandmother ended up in, in a camp, even though obviously she wasn't Jewish. It's a seamstress, right? And I think a lot of people forget that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's quite possible, right? As horrendous and scary as that is, right? Um, but I guess better that than, than killed on the spot, right? Or sent to, to a death camp. But you know, she was working as a seamstress potentially within one of these work camps. Um, again, just crazy to think that, that again, you know, you know someone, you're related to someone who, who was there. Um, and, and I just like to always remind everyone that, look, it was horrible what happened to the Jewish people, but a lot of people, as you pointed out, were also in those camps and in the death camps. And Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. And and that's uh, read and mouse. It feels like that. Like because you you know some of the things because we've all heard about. You know the the gas and in, in the crematoriums, but even just the things that they did to to prisoners, where they would just lock them in in a train car and be like, "Well, you know, let's see who dies over the next week." And by the way, you're not getting any food, and and you got to shit where you are, and um, just horrific ab abuses of humans. Um, so, but I. Yeah. Mm, yeah, Mangle, the doctor. Ugh. No. Yeah. I wonder, like, scientifically, we'd gotten to that point, right, where we were like, we could manipulate people in some strange sci-fi way. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure people want to forget it, but it happened, you know.
Jesus. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we actually have to do something, right? But it but and doesn't that make the stuff that Rush is doing right now feel, you know, kind of reminiscent of that, right? Because you're like, is anyone going to do anything? Are we going to do anything? Can't get enough, man. Come on. <laughs> well, it's nostalgia, Jason. It's nostalgia. <laughs> hey, same, same. That's true. It's always hard to hear, right? It, it is. It is. It's a food thing. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a resource fight, right? Territory and resources. So it's the breadbasket that Russia used to rely on for a lot of its food. And, and then whenever they lost it, I think that was a detrimental thing. A territory, a state. Yeah, basically, right? Um, in. 
Well, but that that's balkanization. That's what that's what you do, right? So when you lose lose the war, we break you up into little pieces, and uh, that's something I, I love about Kurt Vonnegut. He when he imagines World War Three, oh, it's, it's always fine. It'll be fine. Like uh, Bosnia, nah, this, that didn't happen. It's gonna be uh, Albania. Don't talk about it. Um, so uh, <laughs> I remember this time when uh. Um, certain individuals involved with a certain convention decided that this Jerusalem thing had to happen. Um, but, you know, it's no problem. It's never been a problem. It's always been perfectly fine. Uh, so let's just keep repeating that over and over. But, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, it's easy for us in the West, I think, to side with Ukraine because what Putin is doing seems rash. Right? And again, it seems like test, testing the waters, what can I get away with? I'm going to take Crimea. And Obama's like, there's a line in the sand, right? Um, and then he did it anyway. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then now he's like, well, I'm going to take the Donbass or whatever. And uh, and, and Biden's like, there's a, there's a line in the sand. And, and I guess at some point, we there has to really be a line in the sand, right? Like... <laughs> It, it might have been. It might have been. It might have been. I think you're right. The, the red line in the sand was the... You're right, you're right. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so... Uh, that was Obama. I think that was... Jesus, um, man. It's a great question. So, see, they've been doing this for a while. It's just that we let them get away with it, and then... Because kind of what you said, these were former Russian territories or, or states or provinces or how, whatever terminology is right. Well, the, access to the water, right? The Black Sea, uh, Caspian Sea, which sea is that? Um, I mean, Black Sea? Uh, it, so it makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's... It's hard, and every time that I, I listen to things like this on the news, I kind of want to tell everyone, like, it's probably more complicated than that soundbite's making it out to be. Uh, but with, with that being said, and, and while, you know, uh, they keep asking for more and more aid, I'm looking at it and going, uh, you know, these tanks uh, that Germany and, and the U.S. are sending now, I think could be the thing, right? Because we know Russia's using very old-school uh, technology. Uh, this could be it. Because if, if we set up a, a bunch of really good tanks near the actual border, that could be it. Yeah. It's great. They're amazing tanks. Sure, sure. But they're amazing tanks. And and the first the first one to be like shut down because like it was too old, it's getting decommissioned, was like five ten years ago so like those things last y'all there you go leopards yeah Send them to. Uh,
sell them. Right. Right. Yeah. That sounds right. It is. It is. But it's 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 a plane designed to fight MiGs, which is probably what <laughs> what the Russians are still flying, right? Um <laughs> Oh, probably, probably. Well, it, in these these days, sheesh. Yeah. Right. Ah, sheesh. Right. Or, or fighting ourselves places, right? But, well, but there's got to be something there. Like, I, I can remember having a student look into the actual war in Iraq and find out, like, why'd we really go? Why'd we really go? And after digging through mountains of research, going like, well, it was about oil after all. Like, so there's, there's probably is something, like, that we, we have some sort of secret deal with Ukraine about, I don't know, import-export of God knows what? I mean, as long as he doesn't run again, I don't care. Is that is that okay? <laughs> Come on, Dougie, Dougie for twenty twenty six. What's the next election? <laughs> God help me. And both like don't really care about it, but like they have to. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's gonna... they're picking on each other. And, and then like at the end of the election, like they hug and like there's a little bit of tears and then pat each other on the back. And they're like, we're buddies. Um, that's what it feels like. I, 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 why? Oh, every time from now on, we've now set that precedent. Uh, it just happened down in, is it Brazil or? Some South American country, it just just fucking happened because 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 we did it. Now everybody's got to do it. Duh. Oh yeah, 
That long war, man. That guy. He covers some shit. What? Huh? Holy shit. We've got boots on the ground in Somalia? This is why I like the Long War Journal, man, because he covers shit. Jesus, God. Our government. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. that That's like... Yep, yep. Or not us giving you weapons and then you do what you will with these. That's like when, when we had a guy, a serviceman killed him, was it Nigeria, a few years back? And people were like, what the fuck are we doing in Nigeria? And it's we're hunting members of ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And you're like, still? And they're like, yeah, yep, yep. But dude, S Somalia's been, I mean, Somalia's a fucking disaster. Like, Aid cannot get in. People are starving. Like Darfur is is a is a horrible, right? So, it, it, yes, it really hasn't. But but the media doesn't cover it. Why doesn't the media cover it? Like we're covering Ukraine like crazy. Because Africa, enough said. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, well, you know. Right. Oh, shit. Tell me it's from China. Oh, that's what I wanted to hear from China. Because uh, China's been investing like crazy in Africa, folks. And if you're not paying attention to this shit... It's going on. They're investing like crazy. They're giving money for infrastructure and power plants. Coal power plants. You just got to burn that Chinese coal. But, you know, a lot of these countries are not that monetized yet. They don't have a lot of liquid cash. Oh, that's kind of wonderful and terrible at the same time because you got to wonder what's going to happen next there. No, yeah, but um, uh, their newly elected uh, leader was assassinated by a gang group, and now everything's fucking a disaster and has been basically ever since. That sounds right. Anarchy, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anarchy. Yeah. It, and that all started a little over a year ago. It's the Dominican Republic and Haiti, I think, are the closest to Florida uh, of any foreign power that isn't like, you know, the Bahamas, you know, which is nothing.
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. No, I I I think that makes perfect sense and I hear you completely. But I'm thinking one the DR's got that under control cuz the Domin Dominican Republic and Haiti share an island, uh Española the the same island. So one the DR very strong ally of ours probably has that under control maybe um that's i'm pretty much implying that though of course we were neither confirmed nor deny such a thing ever Jason, as long as it's not our, in our country, the CIA can do whatever they want. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, look, it is, it's absolutely horrible. The story behind what happened to, to the guy who was elected their president is interesting, too. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of drug issues there. And if the Biden administration wants to do something about that, you know what they could do? Uh, legalize all drugs in America and then uh, you know, flip the bird to all these cartels trying to smuggle shit in. Um, sh sh Drug submarines? No. <laughs> Trump builds a wall. Cartels build submarines. Okay. They're always one step ahead of us, aren't they? Now, there's, look, there's a lot of money in drugs, folks. There's a lot of money. A lot of money in those drugs. Um, well, we are. We are. Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, I, so supply demand, man. What, what happened when we outlawed the alcohol? People did the alcohol anyway. Mobs were born. Like, so, you know, if, if there's a demand for something, you legalize it, regulate it. And look, I, I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't love the notion of like legalizing prostitution. Uh, but is that, that's probably the only way to keep prostitutes safe. And so when you look at it that way, you go, then you do it like then you do it. Right. Yeah, and it does. And there it's not that there aren't any problems there, but the problems there are probably less than what you're experiencing now. You just don't know like you don't you're not presenting the data of what's happening now um, because you're not getting the full picture because you're not involved with it. It's just crime that's happening under your nose. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think. Look, that shuts Harvard economists, Yale economists have said time and time again, if you want to stop this shit, you just legalize it. That's it. Um, and I think some conservatives don't want to hear it, uh, but they ought to get behind the money that's involved with it. Step one.
There you are. There you are. It's already going on. We're not encouraging it. That's my thoughts, you know, and because and, then you can regulate it. So that that's the deal is that you tax it and you regulate it. So you make sure that if, if I want to, you know, smoke some weed, that I'm getting weed. I'm not getting anything else mixed into that weed. Like, it's just the weed. And it's also like top notch fucking weed because I'm not growing in a ditch across the street because I don't want to get busted, you know, like or smuggling it in and then it, it loses its potency. And Well, in in it exactly, and it can be top notch, because in a supply and demand market where the product is illegal, when there's a shortage, people will pay whatever for whatever the fuck you have, right? So, but once there's a surplus, what you're going to have is actual competition. So you will have product that is really, really fucking good, and the people will choose what they want. So that's what puts your local dealers and the cartels out of business, is that a good chunk of the stuff coming from the cartels is ditch weed, or shit, or I don't fucking know what this is. Yeah, I shouldn't fucking be ingesting this. Why am I fucking even thinking about it? Um, versus... Versus medical grade shit, yeah, or like cocaine cut with God knows what. But if I can get it at the the actual government organization down the road, and I know it's potent, I know it's top notch, and I know it's not laced. It's job creation, Jason. Well, and, and you're going to dispensaries. Look at the dispensaries for marijuana. That's creating jobs. That's creating business. It's growth. Um, now, the, some people would say the more that you inject a drug into society, the more likely kids get exposed to it. And I, I hear that angle. That's possible. They're already getting exposed. And I would argue that the, the market that sells to underagers dwindles. Because I don't know about you, but if I was a dealer, I would be marketing to everybody, right? So my market would be anyone who can afford this shit and wants it. As soon as everyone over 21 who wants this shit can get the really good shit for a decent price at a government store, I'm at, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have, I got nothing. Like, so the profit margins for me dwindle, I got nothing there's not a solid enough market for me. I'm going to stop selling, period. The, it, that's it. It shuts it down. And that's why marijuana dealers in, in California for decades voted down legalizing marijuana there. So it's, ju it's just about economics. That's all it is. And look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an economist, and I'm not like about that angle, but that angle works.
And think about that. Once you make it so that the, the punishment is astronomical and the, the reward, the potential gain is so low, you don't do it. it. It's just math at that point, right? And to... Right. It, well, it and the the only that that's it. The only reason that you're smuggling heroin or fucking cocaine into this country is that the profit margins are so astronomical that it's worth the risk. As soon as it's not worth the risk, you don't do that. Like so so arguably this solves a lot of the crisis at the border as well, right? Uh so, there you go. Because of the drugs, the cartels. If that's not happening anymore, then if people are trying to cross, they're legitimately trying to cross. And it possibly stabilizes those countries because, so C Colombia and other countries that are that are focused on the drug trade, where are they sending those drugs? They're sending those drugs here. Like so, as soon as that money isn't there to be made, Or, or that the the profit isn't there to be made, right? So, so if if I can take Colombian cocaine, ship it to America and make five times, maybe ten times the amount that that I've invested in it, or what it's worth here because it's so ubiquitous, because I can grow it here, right? Um, and then synthesize it here. It's easy enough here. Uh, then I'll do that. If not. I, my my point is so so my problem is so I'm a Marxist my but my problem is is that I think too many Marxists try to make this argument it's like well it's not fair to the worker and it's like of course not fucking of course not fuck yeah obviously but that argument doesn't win in a capitalist state okay so all but all that you have to do to win sure. But all so all you have to do to win though is point out the obvious ways that capitalism works, and Mar Marxism is about that. It's about looking at capitalism, and go, how does this fucking actually work, and what are the flaws here, and then you exploit them just like everyone fucking else. So there's no reason for a Marxist not to work within that system to achieve the goals of the Marxist. And so here we are, right? Um, When, when the work is just cutting red tape, that's all it is, right? That's all it is.
We've got plenty of reasons to burn it down, my friend. Um, but it, this one could potentially help not just America, but a lot of other, you know, Central and South America, all of the Americas, right? Um, and so there's there's little reason for us to not do this besides Nixon's classic war on drugs, which we all know was was about race. Uh, so there's there's no reason not to take that step. Um, I, people are afraid of it. And I mean, it's been tried in Seattle. It's been tried in, in other places with these needle exchange programs. It, it, we should just do it. We should just do it. He's had the cores. He's heading for the mountain. Wait, that's Bush. Shit. <laughs> side note. Quick side note. The alien guy? Yeah. Pitch black. It's crazy, isn't it? I can't even... I look at him and I go, is he? He's been there the whole time. I know he like put on some weight and bulked up, dude. And he's got facial hair and shit. He doesn't look like a little baby face anymore. Yeah, yeah. Bolt. Hey, I can remember us pre-baby face, Jason, okay? Okay? I can remember us before the facial hair. All right? These these times exist. These time, Anyway, you... No, you've got a point. It was about drugs. No, I, I was going to push the prostitution angle. So you want to stop 90% of sex trafficking in this country immediately... Legalized prostitution. It might be, but I would say you, you get the same situation, right? Where it, if beforehand I was willing to like go get the illegal opioids because that was the only source, right? As soon as you have a source that's legal, you go, uh, like you, people weigh the odds, and so, okay, there might be some gross, horrible pedophiles out there, but I... Sure. I would have... I, I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I imagine, right? I imagine. And again, I would imagine that the cost or the... Again, this all comes down to economics, and that's fucking gross, right? But I would imagine the profit margin on that trafficked individual and the amount of risk that you have to manage to do that goes down, right? So the risk is going to go up, and the profit margin goes down because the the demand is gone, right? But Probably nothing, 
I bet, like, right? Like, like I, I don't know for a fact that this is true, but I'm guessing that the second that you legalize prostitution, all right, here's one. Have you been through Illinois recently? We legalize gambling, okay? And so we all right, so we, I, exactly. So we legalize gambling. So now every goddamn little small town that you fucking drive through has a slot machine fucking thing in it, if not five. The gas stations are fucking casinos now, folks. That's the that's the plight of my state. Okay? So my point is, and, and hey, maybe this defeats my argument. It might defeat my argument. It, it really fucking is. Maybe this defeats my argument, but my I'm thinking that if you legalize prostitution, every little fucking town will have a fucking bunny ranch. It makes you too happy. You're way too smiley. Knocked up already? Damn straight. Done. Mm. Yeah, right? Hey. Look. Let's all acknowledge for a second that Jennifer Aniston for her age is fucking gorgeous. Now let's realize that the odds of me or Jason hooking up with Jennifer Aniston are astronomically low. But the odds of us hooking up with some, like, <laughs> but, in a brothel, right? But, and, yo, like, in some, Someone out there, some feminist out there is going to tell me that I'm a dirty, horrible man. All right. So first off, I, I'm married. Well, first off, I'm married. I'm never cheated on my wife. I'm totally loyal. All right. However, I've had plenty of women in college write me papers saying prostitution is the oldest fucking job in on the books. It should be legal. Um, and, and there's no reason for it not to be legal as long as the woman is consenting to it. And the only way that you know that she's probably not is when it's fucking illegal. So the, the only way to make sure it's above board is by legalizing it. But the government is a pimp can prosecute you. Uh, no. Because I, I think the government is a pimp can, one, mandate testing, um, two, prosecute. Your, your pimp right now is more likely to beat you and rape you. The government, hopefully, is just going to take a cut. Your, your pimp's already taking cut. Pimp's already taking cut, right? 
Yeah. And, and the probably drugs in general. The government would be like, hey, you want to make a quick buck? Uh, you know, no pressure. And Jason, let's face it. There's going to be plenty of women and men who are going to be like, this sounds like not a bad gig in my early 20s. And it, and you know, I don't know. Probably not. Well, maybe. Um, I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's all about risk management and cost, right? And so, if it's legal, you're not gonna child traffic. I I know how the system works. And I know how the system works because I'm a Marxist, right? When, when I announced to all the, the formation of my new uh, opioid <laughs> prostitute casino <laughs> that I'm opening down the road, then you will know I've gone full capitalist. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to give good capitalists good advice about how to do Marxist things. How about that? But I, I think I think this solves a lot of the problems. So there's there's a demand for sex, okay, and shockingly men want to fuck like um and that demand could be filled legally or illegally so what are you going to do and to me legally is the way to do it and if the government gets a cut that's good right um if it's regulated that's safer for everyone involved, especially the workers, the sex workers. And again, you, you already pointed out that there are other countries that are doing this right. It, it's just, it's it's so puritanical, right? Isn't it puritanical? I guess so. Isn't that a fuck? That's hilarious. It gives it gives me great pleasure. You know how much pleasure that gives me? I don't even need a prostitute. I already got it. It's already done. My pants are already wet. I'm feeling good. Whoo! That gets me harder than that. Here's how many condoms you need to have of just such size, just in case. You know, here's a helmet just in case something bad happens. <laughs> and then you'll have all those surveys about workplace injuries. <laughs> and you'll be like, I craned my neck or back getting fucked like this or that. Ah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Scratch that zero. Um, what what happened? Well, Tina let this John Bender over, uh, and that was that. Hey, we had to do the episode proud. I I think we've about wrapped it. We've gone completely off the rails, but. Um, it's you know it's always useful, Jason. Um, and it's it's very rare that we go so far off the rails that it 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 isn't. No, I don't think it is either.
we? We're only we're wildly inappropriate. We're about to get canceled, folks, and uh, I'm going to show half of this to my students. Uh, one of these days, it, we could only be so lucky, you know. Hey, Art Spiegelman, who did Mouse, uh, his wealth like doubled the second they uh, banned his book in a couple states. So, the best we could hope is that we can monetize this shit, and uh, someone will say, "Yeah." I think it was Tennessee and uh, one of the Carolinas. Or something. No, no, it might have been. Uh, I think it was Louisiana, maybe. Anyway, eh, shit, something like that. Anyway, we probably. <laughs> I have no idea. Like this complete insanity. Anything goes, fucking city, and then you know, the rest. The. No, I don't think this is Creole. It's frog. Uh, but the, the second that you're, uh, you have any potential pregnancy, that counts as a human life inside you. So uh, don't miscarry because that's a murder in, in Louisiana. Uh, but on the positive note, you can use that uh, the, the commuter lane or whatever, right, Jason? Is that the rule? You know, Jason, the, the line started to become real questionable, but I'm thinking there's enough white men in power who are doing that right now because prostitution is illegal that they aren't going to prosecute. <laughs> They're not spilling their seed on the soil. Uh, Jesus Christ. Suck it, Republicans. Uh, I, are we out? Did we do it? Can we call? <laughs> well, I'm having fun, and I hope you've all enjoyed our new equipment here. We're testing out new stuff. I hope it's going well. We're going to get the hang of it one of these days. I think it's not bad. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. We're going to refine it. I've been playing with some of the settings. I'll figure it out tomorrow when I'm sober. With that, folks, I think it's time to call this one an hour and a half in. Jason, you got any final words of wisdom to share with our audience? Hey, anything? It's always true, isn't it? It always is there next week. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, I'm either lighting up a cigar. <laughs> the, the, hey, that helps me. Jason keeps me sane. But I'm either lighting up a cigar or a hookah. So... Uh, Jay, buddy, always a pleasure. Thanks for sharing the stories. Uh, guess I'll ca catch it next time. <laughs> oh, shit.